Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, from everybody. This is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. I'm going to have to be really quiet because it's almost midnight now when I'm recording this bonus episode. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of stories to share, but you do deserve an update. There's been two weeks without any bonus episodes. What gives? Well, unfortunately, audio is corrupted. I wish it wasn't the case, but there is a flaw in the way that I was recording those episodes, and it has led to corruption. I have since fixed this issue, but of course, with the stories gone, I couldn't reproduce the episodes. So unfortunately, it just is what it is. But the other thing going on right now, and this is actually what led to pretty much the halting of my live streams is a bit of a predicament. I now have, as of the time of recording this, approximately 54 days to be out of my current apartment. I have to. So a lot of my spare time right now, which I don't have very much of, because pretty much all I did before was wake up, go to work, do a lot of work at, at there because of course I run a company, come home, stream, record podcast, sleep. I have a few days off where I can actually go be social, but those are far and few between, just like a day or two a week. That's it. So, Now instead I have to make time to go apartment hunting. And so that's unfortunately what happened to the streams. That's also what happened to the podcast being pre-recorded and late. So, I mean, it pretty much is what it is. The other thing that came in, that came in with that is also I have had a car that has been sitting for over a year. I estimate about now 15 months it's been sitting. And, well, it fortunately is in a shop right now. It is being worked on. And actually, I'm going to be picking it up probably by the time you hear this. It'll be have been picked up. Total damage after everything was said and done. New tires, uh, new brakes that seized up new oil filter and whatnot, and everything, the cost is $1,100. Honestly, all things considered, that's not bad at all. It really isn't. I'm going to go and have a second opinion looked at it as far as tune-ups, as far as additional flushing of fluids and whatnot, but... You know, the big, big stuff being done with the new battery and whatnot. There's a new battery in. Two new tires. Two new calipers. New pads. New uh, I did, did I mention new battery? We had to put in a new battery because it wouldn't start with the old one. That battery was dead. Dead, 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 dead. Also, these newer cars that go ahead and have the battery, like... Behind the footwell or something? What the frick? 
good thing Ford wasn't drunk when they designed my car. Because always, I would be livid. Absolutely livid. Unfortunately, that is not the case. Now, the car I'm going to be picking up tomorrow, or today by the time you hear this, and I'll be able to pretty much pick wherever I want to move. Want to be as close as I can to work, since you saw the car price of gas has, you know, over doubled. We're actually starting to see here. We actually were gracious enough that for a while, we weren't seeing gas prices above um above four dollars we're now seeing 410 i'm willing to bet other places are seeing above that as well i mean the cost of living here in wisconsin is pretty low and i'm very grateful for that the rent however is not i was lucky enough to be paying 725 a month for my two-bedroom apartment here in this duplex um no place is coming close to that even a one-bedroom even some studios were going for like eight, nine hundred. One other duplex that's very similar to the one I'm in right now uh, was asking twelve hundred for a two bedroom. Yikes! That's a that's a yikes. So I'm looking at a lot of different options, to say the least. And we'll just have to wait and see see what happens. I'm taking it day by day, but you know, we're I'm one week into this uh, into this crisis, and I mean not even one week. It's only Wednesday. I got the news on Saturday. One week in, and it already looks like we could have this pretty much all settled and just be in the position of just packing and moving in a matter of a couple weeks. So things are looking really, really positive in that regard. And it's all gonna depend on a number of questions in regards to uh, possibly taking in a roommate that's gonna be willing to put up with the fact that uh, as a hobby, I talk to a brick wall. <laughs> when, you, when you explain podcasting and streaming in that manner that you're talking to a brick wall, for fun. It makes you sound so much crazier than, than it actually is. But something about that just puts a smile on my face. I guess that's just like my style of humor. Just trying to make anything the most simple thing as possible just sound as stupid as possible. As simple as possible, even if it's just overly simplified. Ah, it's warm in here. I opened up a window to cool it down. You madman. You have opened a rift in your wall to let the outside air contaminate that which you hold dear in your own abode. It's just stuff like that that just makes makes me chuckle. And it probably makes no one else chuckle. Who knows? I, I never know. 
it's even weirder when you when you uh do it in a pre-recorded setting like i am right now for this bonus episode of the podcast and um you just never know how it lands but that is the situation right now um that is for the most part all i have but i do want to talk about one thing that has come up and i don't know if it's going to hit eagle eyes on tech or the early bird briefing or not and that's actually in regards to Ragnarok Online. Ragnarok Online, for those who don't know, is an MMORPG from 2002. It was developed by a Korean company known as Gravity. Alright? And it's a very basic MMO. It's very primitive in the way it operates. You start up as a novice. You kill monsters. You level up. You pick a, you pick a first class job, which is either sword... Swordsman, merchant, mage, acolyte, which is like a cleric, archer, or thief. The fact I was able to rile them off off the top of my head surprises me a little a bit, only because it's almost midnight right now. And I'm kind of tired, I'm not going to lie. And then after that, you grind some more, killing mo monsters and, and, and whatnot until you can unlock your next, your next tier job, which if you're a swordsman is either knight or crusader. If you're an acolyte, it's either priest or monk. If you're a thief, it is either assassin or rogue. If you are a mage, it is either sage or wizard. And you get the idea. It's just like one giant chain of just leveling, becoming stronger. It's basically just a character building simulator. And it is just like one giant game of grinding. But the biggest thing about it was just the knowledge of where to grind and also the fact you had the freedom to do whatever kind of build you wanted. And of course, there were some bosses that everyone just like, oh yeah, let's go kill this, this boss. But there wasn't any like real structure to it. It was all free form. It was very open world MMO. All right. But that was kind of the beauty of it. That and also it was a very charming, like anime-esque 2D sprites with a very unique kind of shading and color palette to it on a 3D background. It's very, very iconic. And even to this day, it holds a very, very special place in my heart. Only one year after its launch, did software leak out that allowed the creation of servers for Ragnarok Online to be created by the average person. This software was known as Aegis, and it was actually based on the official software for Ragnarok Online. Everyone in the Ragnarok Online community knew that using Aegis to make private servers is straight up illegal because you are using copyrighted software that was stolen. You are using stolen property to make these private servers. This then gave birth to Athena. First J Athena, then E Athena. This was reverse engineering the actual Ragnarok Online client to make an emulated server. And over the years, it grew and grew and grew. Eventually, a fork of it called R Athena. After the E Athena team just kind of petered out, it was picked up by the R Athena crew. And now there's a crew called Hercules, or Herc, that is pretty much the go-to source for Ragnarok Online server emulation. The server emulation itself, technically, is legal. It is an original code, 
not made by gravity. Modifying the client to be able to connect to that emulated server is against terms of service and that can has the potential to wind you up in legal trouble if you're the one that did the modification and the distribution. This is the legal gray area that pretty much anyone in the RO private server community pretty much knows. But gravity has pretty much never cared. They've gone through and there's been rumors about certain Aegis servers that have been shut down. Certain other servers that got too big and kind of poked the bear a little bit. Uh, they were sent cease and desists, but that those were only like hearsay sort of things. Some of them, a lot of other people suspected were just rumors created as some of the hosts of these servers just gave up on running them. Like if I, for instance, started running a server and then real life got in the way and I just pretty much vanished and so did the server, people might think, oh, gravity got to them. And in reality, it was just, no, I went to college and I couldn't keep the, the computer on that ran the, the server anymore on. There's a lot of that sort of thing. So there was never any confirmation that Gravity ever truly tried to shut down any private server. Which brings me to the information I have here. A number of Twitch streamers that streamed from Ragnarok Online private servers were hit with copyright strikes on Twitch using Twitch's integrated system. In addition, one lawsuit has been filed against a Novaro LLC also for copyright for trademark infringement. Now, Novaro LLC, I am unable to figure out what exactly they're, they're related to, but the only thing we, I can find is that they are potentially related to a private server known as Novaro. So this would be the first time, assuming... That this, and this is all still very early sort of stuff that I'm working on trying to confirm in all this. That in fact, Gravity, or rather their publisher, Warp Portal, is in fact trying to shut down private servers. But now, here's the problem that they're going to find. 
they have done nothing for over a decade to try and protect their copyright and trademark. Nothing. It is very difficult then at that point to try and make the claim that these independent hobbyists are infringing on trademark when you haven't been protecting your own trademark this whole time. And there is legal precedent for that back in the day. Now this lawsuit that was filed for trademark infringement for this Novaro LLC and this Manuel R. Ruiz, who I am unfortunately unable to identify, this is all filed on April 26, 2022. This kind of goes to that whole thing of how is this going to go down? And then on top of that, what is this going to do for Ragnarok Online? Right now, if you were in Europe at all, if you wanted to play the game, if you wanted a taste of this nostalgia, your only option is private servers. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The actual official EU servers were shut down because they refused to cooperate with to cooperate with the European rule, the GDPR. As a result, you can't play in Europe. If you're in the EU, you can't play Ragnarok online unless you pirate it. That's your only option. But they are going to go ahead and try to shut down European servers. For the first time in 19 years. You're getting into a very, very weird legal area there. gravity and I don't think you're going to like how the end result goes for you but again we're going to wait and see I'm very interested in how this is going to go I do wonder how this goes down because it's very easy to send like say let's say I was still running a server I could I just don't right now because yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, ha I don't have any of it hooked up right now. But let's say I did. And let's say Gravity sent a cease and desist to me. I'll shut that server down. Because I don't want to deal with a lawsuit. I have way too much going on in my life to deal with that. And most hobbyists are in that same boat.
none of them are going to want to put up with a legal battle with gravity. Even though gravity would, according to current to pre-existing court results, lose. Most likely they'll lose. So what happens when gravity tries to go and send a cease and desist to say the Herc boards to the Arathena forums to the sources where all of the tools to make these servers exist. Most of the people who run it are hobbyists. This is their passion project. But they still have other lives to live. I'm willing to bet they would fold, even though legal precedent would say they would win. Doppler right now, a well-known entity in the Ragnarok Online private server community, is currently working on recreating Ragnarok Online from the ground up, the client side of it, and doing it in a way that it would circumvent the trademark and any sort of legal questionality of modifying the client. Because like I said, that is where the legal problem has always been. That's what we've always known as private server makers. But the big legal question mark was in modifying those clients to connect to somewhere other than the official servers. What happens if he gets sent hit with a cease and desist? What happens if he gets hit with a trademark infringement? Because he's recreating assets that are in the likeness of intellectual property owned by gravity. I'm willing to bet. As much as I love the enthusiasm of Doppler, that that would be the end of his project. He would most likely have to settle outside of court instead of just dragging it out in a long legal battle, and that'd be the end of that project. With that kind of stain on the Ragnarok community, how many people do you think would want to go back? to the official server, especially since all modern reincarnations of Ragnarok Online has gone nowhere even remotely close to capturing the original magic. None of them. Even Ragnarok Origin, the one that was supposed to do it, not even close. Don't even trick yourself into thinking otherwise. As an enthusiast of the game, I can tell you not even close. There's no real freedom in that game. It's not open world. It's railroaded, and you know it. But if you think that going through and trying to threaten every single outlet to, for us to go ahead and express our creativity through systems like 
our Athena, like through Herc, like through all of it, is going to deter us and just make and just make us want to go ahead and just hop on board the official servers. They're greatly mistaken. This will only serve to tarnish the name Ragnarok Online. Instead, it'll become a lot like Terra. A name we remember, have fond memories of, but we'll always know that the game will never be the glory it once was. And that will be Ragnarok Online. As the retro and official servers become pay-to-win garbage that nobody wants anything to do with anymore. That no one remembers the magic. And that the people that are in charge of it don't understand what the enthusiasts of the old school RO people absolutely loved about the game. Not in the slightest. So please, Gravity. I encourage you. to think about this logically. Because if you're gonna go ahead and try to kill the private server community, the correct time to have done it was 18 years ago, or 19 years ago, when Aegis first leaked. Because of all the private server communities out there right now, Ragnarok Online is still by far without a doubt, the biggest out there. I would dare argue that it is bigger than the Ragnarok user base itself. And if you think killing it is going to make everyone go over there, you're sadly mistaken because, of course, you ban half the world, well, half the Western world at least, from even being able to connect to the servers in the first place because you refuse to even comply with regional laws. I would say this much. You could look at it. You could try to profit off it. You could try and provide a method for the private server enthusiast community to run their own servers and license it from you legally. You could provide that option. Instead, no. You would much rather just instead let all you have built burn because you're in Inferior, insignificant, blind developers cannot figure out how your predecessors captured the magic of the MMO community 20 years ago. Folks, that is going to do it for this bonus episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening, and I do apologize for the lack of episodes recently. 
and I do encourage you to check out the other works. The streams, I'll, I'll be putting up some VODs and some reruns and VODcasts and whatnot on the Twitch channel here and there. But I do encourage you to just keep following. I'll continue making podcasts. I will continue streaming. It's just going to be a bit. Take care. And I hope I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.